1: Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. I am chatting with a couple today, which I'm really excited about. Welcome, Melissa and Todd. Hi, Christina. Thanks for having us.
2: Hi, Christina. Thanks Mm -hmm. for having us.
1: Yes. Uh, Thank you for being uh, willing to come on and share your story. So... We're just going to dive right in, getting a little bit of background on you guys. You guys have a unique and kind of romantic story because you've known each other for so long. It was like the stars aligned. So I'll just have you guys uh, take us
2: off. Go for
3: it. Okay. Um, So we um, went to high school together. Actually, even before that, we were in a place together in middle school, even though we went to different schools. Um, His father was my PE teacher. Um, high school ended. We went our separate ways, but we were one of each other's first 10 friends on Facebook when Facebook became a thing. Oh yeah. And um, kind of followed each other through that. He ended up um, having my stepson and moving um, from our hometown 3200 miles away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still remained connected on Facebook. The power one, the power of social media. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and one night I left a really random. It was December twenty third, and he was like, "I should be wrapping presents," and I was like, "Well, you should." I'm working because I worked overnights, and he DM'd me, and we never stopped talking. <laughs> like it was just yeah. this really like innocent random post that led to a cross country move and. Wow. That mom for the second time. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Let's
1: do let's talk about there. So were you Todd, were you divorced by the time you were chatting with Melissa?
2: So my son's mother and I were never actually married.
3: Ah. Uh, OK, yeah. Similar situation here. OK, yeah. So we have a lot of parallels. We both have 11 year old boys with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> um, he they actually broke up before my stepson was born yeah. and cohabitated to try to lessen yeah. transition for my stepson. So, yeah, there's a lot of parallels. So, I should call my
1: husband down here to, <laughs> to get on, pop on this episode. We would have a lot to talk about. Okay. So, you guys started this long distance relationship. And Melissa, you just mentioned like you had been a stepmom before. So, everyone's going, what? Like you're choosing this life again.
3: So what was that first experience like? So I thought I had a high conflict bio mom the first time oh. and I had no idea. Oh no. Like bio mom. She doubled down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, I still talk to my first stepson's bio mom, like wished each other happy mother's day. Mm-hmm. She talked about coming out to visit us like Wow. I uh, Yeah. Um, my current high conflict bio mom and I have spoken once three years ago for 10 minutes and that oh, will wow. never, never change that. Won't,
1: yeah. Ever. Yeah. There's a boundary there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys had a long distance relationship for how long? A year and a half. A year and a half. Okay.
3: And then you made the move. Correct. So I have a 20-year-old daughter. Um, so I waited until she graduated high school so she could finish out her schooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we moved here together in the middle of COVID. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, so this is like fairly
1: new-ish in the past two, three years. We've been married for two years. Yes. Um, yeah, it's still new. And, and starting a relationship among a pandemic is is stressful in and of itself.
3: Well, two months before I moved is when he got slapped with his court petition.
2: Okay, with petition, petition for custody and and decision making. Okay, full, full custody and decision making. Two weeks after we signed a lease on our house,
3: and oh. she knew I was meeting here,
2: and she knew she was moving. Oh,
3: oh,
1: there's always that catalyst, right?
2: I I honestly I did not become an unfit unfit parent until. Melissa came in my life. Yeah. We we lived apart, you know, fairly amicably um from some angles uh for for 4 years before Melissa and I got together and then everything fell apart. Yeah. And, <laughs> then, and, <laughs> and then the mask the mask fell off, I should say.
1: Yes, and then she probably felt like she was out of control
2: and she needed to regain some and I as I as I told Melissa, I said the problem started when I had to say no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then they blame. The, I, can't,
2: I can't accommodate that for you. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then they blame the stepmom for that. Right. They blame. They blame the, the new. Oh, she's making him do this. And it's like, yeah, kind of. But actually, you're just mad because you're not getting your way anymore.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, that sucks. So it's like this like exciting romantic time to like finally be together. And then she's like, pop, it's going to. Pop your bubble there. So you guys went. She
2: cried, to- we'll say.
1: Yes. Yes. I like that. So you guys had to go to court and navigate all that stuff. Two, two and a half yeah, year. Yeah, two and a half
2: year court battle. Uh, <sighs> and, yeah. and she didn't get anywhere, so.
1: <laughs> really? Okay. So what was she fighting for? What was, what's been the. Her, back
2: her main issue. Um that well she doesn't admit that it was Melissa coming into my life um but she claimed she was using my medical condition that I was diagnosed with when I was 16 that she was fully aware of you know never been an issue before um started chose to use that against me claiming that that made me an unfit parent
1: wow that's pretty low
3: yeah oh, it, but it, all the time she was hiding her own medical condition yeah <sighs> The double standards,
2: (laughs) the hypocrisy. There's a lot of hypocrisy and double standards. It's it's very apparent.
1: Yeah. And it's the court stuff is now settled.
2: So we have our final orders. Um, We've already been back to court uh, once, almost twice since since we've had our final orders In November. Yeah. Yes, it's November. Okay. so it will continue for many, many years, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. We just yeah. she's never gonna to agree to anything I want. And you know, what she wants is usually not agreeable. So
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> one of our first things she did was she filed an emergency motion to try to force Todd to send our kid to summer camp because he was outsourcing his parenting duties mm-hmm. to me. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm not a parent. So if he can't be home to watch the kiddo, he should go to summer camp. Oh, my God. That was an emergency petition. My, <sighs> you know, it's so funny.
1: So this is nearing the end of four seasons that I've been doing this. I've talked to hundreds, thousands of stepmoms over the past three years. And I'm still shocked <laughs> by some of this shit, even though it's like, predictable or like yes that's so common or like they seriously all take the same class and sit down and learn all the same tactics to try and ruin another person's another you know two other people everyone's lives right and i'm still shocked by by the the amounts that they will go and the 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 relentlessness and the boredom that they must have and Again, like just targeting the stepmom as the problem when it's like we're
2: not the problem. I will say she has never actually admitted that the stepmom is the problem. She has focused everything directly at me, however, filing petitions to keep our son out of my, you know, out of her care, out of Mm -hmm. stepmother's care. Mm hmm. Yeah, he filed that petition to get him to go to summer school, and then she filed another petition that she wanted me to drop my son off for remote schooling at her house during my parenting time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he wouldn't be supervised by his stepmother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, our bio tried to do that too in the beginning of COVID. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take him, and we're just gonna do homeschool now, and yep. you can just drop him off here. It's like. No, that's not what's happening. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, um,
2: also wanted him to do remote schooling for fears of COVID. However, will not get him vaccinated for COVID. So, you know, sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the things that just struggle to wrap our heads around of how it makes sense to them for sure
3: uh with Todd Todd says a lot that I try to apply logic to somebody that has no logical thinking and that yeah yeah really where my like emotional disconnect yeah
1: (laughs) and that's what we have to continue to tell ourselves right that's where we spiral where we're always like I don't get it this doesn't make sense and it's like right because you're you're smart
3: (laughs) and you don't have we don't have a Type personality disorders, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like
1: oh, my brain can't get there for a reason. And though I wish sometimes I could go in that place to have some more understanding, the other part of me is like, thank God I don't think like that. <laughs> like there's there's a blessing there. So with all of that going on, I want to talk a little bit about how you guys kind of have maneuvered this dynamic within your family and, you know, learn how to communicate, support each other, freak out, (laughs) um, remain strong, committed, all that kind of stuff. How do
3: you, how do you do it? So I think, you know, one of the great benefits of a long distance relationship is you only have communication. So we had to talk about, everything. And, you know, sometimes we talk for six hours a day. That was the only way we had each other. Um, So that communication foundation has been huge for us. And even though, you know, in the height of stress and lawyer emails and, you know, drama and stuff like that, we may not have, our communication has definitely suffered but we have that foundation. I know his intent. I know his heart. He knows the same mm-hmm. for me. And I think that's what's kept us mm-hmm. so strong through it, through mm-hmm. it all, for sure. Yeah. Communication
1: is key. And I, I, that's something that I explained. So I work with uh, a lot of couples and you know, I work with couples specifically about their blended family issues um, you know, one person's not understanding the other, or, you know, they need to come to some resolution about disengaging or whatever. Right. And sometimes I get like questions, like, why are we not talking about all that stuff? Why are we talking about communication? <laughs> and it's like, well, wow. <laughs> we have to figure out your communication, uh, patterns and the way that you guys. Talk to each other because that's how you end up having these really hard conversations, right? You can't just go straight to problem solving. It's does one person not listen? Does one person not validate? You know, all that kind of stuff, where it's like the communication is the foundation of having and overcoming a lot of these barriers. If you're unable to talk about it, you're not going to be able to fix anything. So I in a recent episode, I talked to another stepmom who um started long distance and she said the same thing. And I it's like I imagine long distance is super hard,
3: but that there's so many benefits of it, um, communication being one of them. So and I do think me having already been a step stepmom, I did bring there were things I knew I didn't do correctly mm. the first time around. I was also a lot younger. So you know, age, maturity helps mm-hmm. learning from past mistakes. I met my first mom when he was five and kindergarten and we were, I was with him until eighth grade. Um, And like one major thing I learned is like my husband's alone time with my stepson is very important and very much needed. And, you know, I validate that because they were together before me and they're allowed an independent relationship without me i don't want my stepson to feel like every time he wants to talk to his dad i'm going to be there inserting my opinions too mm-hmm. you know even if it's just you know i go in and say goodnight to my stepson and then i leave and they have their time and mm-hmm. sometimes that's an hour sometimes it's 5 minutes but that's you know they know they get that time every day mhm
1: yeah. And I think that's important even in, you know, nuclear families. Um, you know, I I really encourage my husband to spend one-on-one time with my daughter. One, it gives me a freaking break. <laughs> 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 but it's also like, I, I want them to have their daddy-daughter time. And then, yeah, the same, same thing with my stepson too. I think that that's, I think there's some feelings that kind of come up that are understandable of why stepmoms kind of struggle in doing that, where maybe we're trying to find where we fit in our role. And when they're with, without us, we feel like a third wheel or like, you know, whatever. But I think you're right in that, like appreciating that, that, that relationship, just the two of them is important. And even so I think that maybe a consequence of that is your relationship with your stepchild becoming better because you allow or encourage or, you know, insert word, you know, that relationship to happen without you there.
2: And and I think it's important that he understands that if he only wants to talk to me, he can ask for that and she will excuse herself and we'll be able to talk. You know?
1: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they're definite. If things start progressing while we're all hanging out and they start talking, I'll say, buddy, would you like me to leave? Do you want to talk to your dad? And then it's his mm-hmm. choice, you know, mm-hmm. if he wants me present for mm-hmm. that conversation or
2: not. And sometimes he does, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So aside from communication, um, what, well, let me ask this from Todd's perspective, what things have you kind of struggled with in being that bio parent and facilitating how your wife feels about your ex and, you know, moving into this role.
2: So honestly, I had no idea what was going to happen um and had no idea what to expect when you know shit hit the fan um it's been a really really fast learning lesson for me um I've learned a lot of things that I didn't know I needed to know um but just you know and knowing her history and what she's already been through I think I you know I'm certainly validating and I allow her to have her feelings um and we can certainly discuss whatever is happening or what she's thinking Um, sometimes ad nauseum, but, you know, however long we need to discuss it, you know, we'll take the time and and try to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see things from different points of view and that can be, you know, a little bit stressful, but we manage to somehow get through it and get to the other side of it. And we're the better for it. I think. Mm
1: -hmm. Melissa, do you agree?
3: (laughs) I do. I think, you know, the biggest struggle for me is, you know, we've chosen to have me not present for things that are typically bio parent things. So like, I don't go to the IEP meetings. I don't go to the therapist. I don't go to the doctor's appointments. Um, it's, it's already very stressful for my stepson to have both of his bio parents in a room together. Mm-hmm it would be impossible for him if I were there too. So Mm -hmm. it's a decision that we make for his best interest, but to not, I think there are cases where I, I know him in a way that his bio parents don't because I'm just a little bit more removed. And because I have, you know, life experiences that they haven't had already raising children and, um, So sometimes not actually being present for those conversations can be really hard. And I understand why I'm not, I don't want to change the decision we've made, but, you know, having Todd understand why I'm okay with the decision, I don't want to change, but I still have feelings about it. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a guy, he's just like. Well, you're good with the decision. So why are you still talking about it? Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So things like that, I think are a little, and I'm an overthinker and I have anxiety. So, and he's, I call him my steady. I think that's why we're together. His personality is very steady and predictable. And I'm a little bit, you know, I lead with an emotional reaction Mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes he doesn't understand my emotional reaction. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I, I can have an emotional reaction and I can get heated and annoyed. But if you give me 10 minutes, I'll be fine. You know, and it, it she thinks that she tends to think that it's not processing things correctly. And I said, no, no, no. I just process things faster. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I think I'm processing it more than she thinks I'm processing it. But
1: uh-huh. yeah. You know, I love that you brought this up. Um I think you know so much of our struggle as is, moms is finding where we fit and how we can contribute and you know when we have those meetings and those you know things that we can go to and feel involved in and participate and you know share our I mean, I go to all the IEP meetings and, and stuff. And, um, sometimes I go to doctor's appointments if it's really necessary, um, because I offer that. And I, I'm hearing you in that. If, if my stepson struggled with my presence being there, I absolutely wouldn't go right. Like I, I feel like those are the decisions that we have to make where it's, Am I going because I, you know, for me or am I going because of them and, and and adjusting even if it's sacrificing our feelings and then that involves having more communication with your partner? Like um, we went to an IEP meeting yesterday and my daughter, who doesn't nap anymore, decided to nap like 15 minutes before we need to get in the car and go like she just fell asleep playing in a room and I'm like, seriously. <laughs> so I text my husband and I'm like, Hey, she fell asleep. And he goes, okay, do you want me to handle the IEP meeting by myself? And I could hear his panic in this text <laughs> message. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can do it. Like, it's fine. You know, but it's like that decision, you know, It, I, I think it's that feeling of like being seen and not heard or, you know, and, and finding the different ways that we can still, Participate and contribute and share what we know and because you live with them, right? Like you see behaviors or you know different things, and it's it's like hard. So I'm just validating that that not going to those things is hard, (laughs) Um, and also like having to again work those communication muscles between you and your partner right where that understanding and validation
3: and i'm very very close with my stepson i mean you know i he knows that according to me he's one of my children you know there's no i don't need to be blood related to him to you know care about him as a parent would a child um i respect his needs, and he's in a tough situation between the two homes. He knows about the court mm. situation, um, even though we tried to protect him. He he's asked often why he still loves his father because his father is a terrible person. <laughs> um, <sighs> you know, um, so. We do whatever we can to make this house a home and a safe space for him. And if that means, you know, I'm a hundred percent a parent when he's here, and, you know, uh, I think you could walk in our house and feel like we're a pretty nuclear family. Mm-hmm. but um, you know, I really try to respect um his struggle because as hard as it is for us navigating all of this he has the hardest spot in all of this and i we definitely try to validate that for him and he has the smallest
2: voice
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and and in the court system he doesn't even have a voice yet mm-hmm. so he is literally just stuck in the middle mm-hmm. and he knows there's nothing he can do
1: yeah yeah, I've had very similar conversations with my stepson where he's like, "I don't know why I have two houses." Why can't And he's the opposite in that he has no understanding of how much we don't get along. Um and it's it's almost frustrating where I want to be like, "I need you to understand that I don't like your mom." <laughs> 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 I won't say that. So he asks questions like, "Why don't we live together?" and I don't want to go back and forth and I'm tired of doing this and you know, like your son, it's, you know, he's been doing it for so long. And that, you know, they don't have this recollection of their parents ever being together. And that's confusing, but also a, a benefit in some, you know, it's just, you're right. Like they, I think sometimes I have to remind myself of that, of, you know, we're all struggling. My husband and I are struggling. We're all, but he's the, the, the one that's being impacted and doesn't have that control more so than we don't, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I have to ask him, you know, is this something we want to fight? Because he knows what that means. If his mother and I disagree,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, is it something you want to go up against her for? Mm -hmm. Sometimes yes. And sometimes no, (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, you got to pick your battles. Literally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and you guys parallel parent with her? It sounds like.
2: Yeah, never officially, you know, uh mentioned, but that mm-hmm. seems to be the, the easiest and and least um the the yeah, the easiest way to do it is to just she, you do your thing, we do our thing. Mm-hmm. we we'll, we'll talk about what we absolutely have to talk about and that's about all we do. Mhm. Yeah easiest way to keep the most peace.
1: Yeah. And I I think that, I don't know, again, within talking to so many different scenarios and families and stepmoms and stuff, I feel like those who like in our situation or Todd, like you and my husband, that there wasn't that marriage, that relationship, that commitment there, that it's easier to, to parallel parent in that way. And like mentally, just like we are two different people, and we're going to parent in two different ways. Expecting us to be able to have these, like we didn't even want to be in a relationship together long term, right. <laughs> and now, in a sense, we are binded you know, bound together
3: for eternity. I <laughs> you know? found the at least, you know, with Todd's journey, the court was not very respectful at all of parallel parenting, and they are like forcing co-parents like Uh, numerous co-parenting classes um the court order was written in a way to make like they're trying to force communication mm -hmm. for people that can't communicate and there have been so many hearings and motions and petitions and like i feel like the judge should understand that
2: they're they're not acknowledging the high conflict nature of the Mm -hmm. entire case Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's the crux of it. That's, that's where it all stems from. It's all high conflict. Mm-hmm. If I want to do something because it's my idea, his mother is never going to say, okay, mm-hmm. she thinks of it on her own. It's the best idea in the world. But if I suggest it, never yeah. going to happen. So yeah. it's this crazy chess game that you have to learn to play and how to play it in order to get things accomplished. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a Since first grade, my son has shown signs of ADHD. He just finished fifth grade. We literally just got a 504 put in place two weeks ago.
3: Wow. And a
1: diagnosis six weeks ago. And a
2: diagnosis six weeks ago. It took that long to get him diagnosed because she fought it. Two years in
3: court, and you don't even want to know how much money to get him diagnosed.
1: Yeah, oh, that's so frustrating. And then it, again, my immediate thought is, why wouldn't you want that for your kid? Especially if you find them struggling or just like not having a good time in school or like whatever that impact is for him. Like, why wouldn't you want answers? Why wouldn't you want, you know, resources? My, our bio mom, though it didn't take that long, she was very resistant and, oh, he's fine. And I was the same way in school. And it's like, yeah, and look at you. You're a hot fucking
0: mess.
3: <laughs> you were the same way. Well, don't you want something different for him? Like But the best part, Christina, is then you go to the, you know, he gets the evaluation from the school psychologist. You know, you have the twenty-five page write-up of what's going on with him. You go to the meeting. I wasn't there. So Todd, correct me. Now, she's been fighting the school counselor for years. She was fighting the school psychologist. She was fighting the principal. This is all well-documented. And then she sits at the meeting and she's like, I've been so concerned about his behavior and his struggles. Like, this has been so concerning.
2: And and that's the thing that I think a lot of people, their heads would explode when they hear that. Mm Mm-hmm. And and this is I think I'm a little bit different than most people as the way I processed it was I looked around the table and I knew every single person at that table except for her. You know, she had fought every single one of them. So they saw right They were all aware of her angle. So uh, I didn't have to correct anything. I just let her say whatever she wants because it was everybody else knew the truth.
3: It was documented in the report that she was the only person out of like 12 people to fill out reports. She was the only person that didn't document any signs or symptoms of ADHD for our kid. Mm-hmm.
1: When we, oh, so I have two things to say. One, my brain is like, not because it's like, uh, oh, I can't believe she would do that. My bi mom does that. She does that all the fucking time. My reaction is, what do I have to do to not reach across the table and like, Pumble her like what do I physically need to do so I don't just say what I want to say and make a scene. (laughs) And then the second part is,
0: her bio mom did the
1: same thing where we uh, went to the neuropsychologist to get him assessed. We met him. We met her first, and you know each parent, each household filled out their you know observations and stuff. And um, you know, given my line of work, given you know what. I do. I have a lot I observe things differently and and I'm also not the bio mom. So all that to say, our list was like, check, check, like, here's what I here's in, here's an accommodation, like blah, 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 blah. Right. Hers was like, um, sometimes he, I don't know, you know. And then as soon as we started the conversation, and this is one of those moments where I had to physically like hold on to the chair so I wouldn't leave it to like go. <laughs> Throat choke her. Um, Immediately, as I'm like sharing all my observations and what I'm seeing, she would then start agreeing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. And and then she'd like make some random comment to try and support what she just. And I'm like, oh my god, like (laughs) ah, it drives me absolutely absolutely nuts. So congratulations that he finally got assessed. And he's getting supports. Um, I would imagine given what you've shared and, you know, maybe you're not wanting that either, but is uh, therapy or like medications on the table or.
2: So he is <laughs> on his second therapist at this point.
3: Tell, tell her what she did to the first therapist. Christine will appreciate this one. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs>
3: she subpoenaed a safe Harbor therapist.
2: Yes. What? During our court process, um, she subpoenaed our son's original therapist, even though she agreed that she would not subpoena the therapist.
3: Oh, my God. And <laughs> she recorded his telehealth therapy sessions.
2: Yes, she was caught recording his telehealth therapy. Oh,
3: you're not allowed to do that.
2: Not allowed to do that. No. Oh, my. God. She will deny it to the grave. But our son caught her red handed recording his sessions. Nobody else denies it
1: oh my god
2: yes <laughs> uh he's, so, he, he's in therapy he is on his second therapist who he is he does like and he is doing in-person therapy now which obviously is beneficial for adhd mm-hmm. um i ended up with having final say when it comes to mental health so i get i can i can mix other things via therapy um we're not we haven't discussed a treatment plan for him yet with the new therapist, but that's on the table and we are, I will be asking whether she thinks a, a meta evaluation would be, you know, good for him at this point. And, and I'll leave it, you know, to the professional's recommendation, whether she mm-hmm. thinks it's beneficial.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to see my stepson on medications. And um, I just think that it's worth a shot. Like, you know, like, that's let's
2: hard, just try it. it. It's worth trying. It may yeah. make a difference. It, it may make a world of difference. We don't know. So right. I'm not, I'm not afraid to try it. Yeah.
1: Uh, and and I, know,
2: I know that is going to be a bone of contention for, for the bio mom.
1: Cause it's not her idea.
2: <laughs> well, and, and it's, you know, it, the argument I'm sure she's going to make is I have final say in mental health. She has final say in Mm. Uh, and medical. medical decisions, oh. so she is. I'm sure will make the argument that it's a medical decision, mm-hmm. whether to medicate him or not, for his mental health.
3: Right? But, yeah, that's where you got to get stuck. It's a very interesting custody agreement that they got handed.
2: Yeah, and that and that's how it kind of seems like they're trying to force us to co-parent, where I have final say in mental health, she has final say in medical. That's going to cause an argument. And and it already (laughs) has.
3: And she doesn't understand that final say means. If you can't come to an agreement, so it's to change our kids PCP. And that was informed to us by an email that said, I'm changing kids PCP. This is his new doctor. I've already scheduled an appointment. Would you like to come? And Todd was like, no, 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 give me a list of doctors and I will pick one that we agree on. She did. He picked one and she was like, oh, that doctor's too far away. (laughs) But you gave us the list. So that was more lawyers involved. He asked for another motion to be filed and her lawyer was like, no, I'll have her send another list. So she sent another list. Todd picked another doctor, but it's not the doctor she wants because she wants him to see her PCP. And Todd called this doctor and said, hi, I hear my son has an appointment scheduled with you. Could you please tell me the day or time? They would not give him that information. So, he went to the office with the birth certificate and his ID. They would not look at it. And the The secretary said to him, I can't give you information. I don't want to get fired. Oh, my God. So he asked to speak to the office manager, who would not call him back until she talked to their legal compliance team. And then she said, all I'm allowed to tell you is that he has an appointment scheduled at this day and this time. And Todd is trying to say, this office lied to me and told me he didn't have an appointment scheduled. They won't speak to me. This is a conflict of interest. I don't want him going there. And we can't get her to understand that.
2: She just said they didn't lie to you. Oh. because oh. cool. I guess they didn't lie to me. Wow.
3: But now he's agreed to two doctors. And she's going to still send him to the doctor that she wants. Because she has final say. Even though final say is supposed to be when you don't agree. And he's. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even want any of these doctors that she's suggesting. (laughs) He's just
2: happy. I I can only pick from the doctors that she's suggesting. She has not asked me what doctor I would like him to see for a PCP. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get some that she would agree to. So, Mm -hmm. we'll see.
1: God, and it's like, why does it have to be so hard? Like, that's why. Why does it need to be so hard? And it's like, there's this bulletin board full of shit that they can cause and they just throw a dart at it and they're like, I'm going to do this today because that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) We're just having a moment of silence to gather our
3: thoughts in our feels right now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, it's just I don't. So again, you got to (laughs)
3: laugh so you don't lose your mind. Um, so, I mean, in comparison, my first stepson, we lived five doors down from bio mom. Um, she had an older daughter from her first marriage that I babysat. Um, wow. there were times that she threatened to get restraining orders on me and stuff like, that. so it wasn't all easy peasy, like matching jerseys all the time, but uh-huh. You know, we did, I felt like we at least came together for the betterment of the kids, even when we did not like each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my daughter had um, a seizure. We didn't know she had a seizure disorder. Um, It was very scary. I called bio mom number one. I was blocked at the time. Just kept calling, like, so it finally went through, and she called back, and she's like, what's wrong? What do you need? And, mm-hmm. you know, just came to my house, took care of everything, like, and that would not happen in this situation. Like, mm-hmm. the, nothing is done for the betterment of the kids in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's just about control and getting Getting things
1: her way. Her
2: way. It, it, it's her way or the highway. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Getting it her way and also trying to hurt you in the process.
2: And right, and, like, scare, and scare Melissa away. I mean, so yeah. much of this is trying to get her to, to run away. And mm-hmm. and I really, I think she underestimated yeah. our step power.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stepmoms are resilient, man. <laughs> I,
2: yeah, she didn't know she had already been through it once. So, you know. Right.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, the other you know, thing that I'm always like, they don't expect their partners to move on. Like as soon as like if it, it's like that's normal, like that's what you like. I wouldn't expect you to stay single forever. So why is it a surprise when like counter that in when you
3: <laughs> she's had a partner since a couple months after Todd moved out. They did not, they were together for about four years living separately. Right after I moved here, six weeks later, he moved in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny because our bio mom was always like, as soon as she gets a boyfriend, it's like, here's his, well, not as soon as, she waits a long time. You know, we hear it from my stepson first and then we just kind of like, all right, when is she going to make the, you know, announcement to us. But when she does, it's this is his information, and this is his whatever, and you know he'll be on the pickup list now, and he'll be he'll be on our emails now, and it's just like, all right, here we go. I give this one six months shelf life.
3: <laughs> well, Todd went to pick our kiddo up for his parenting time about a year and a half ago, and his mother he was alone with his mother in the house, and she was unconscious what
2: that that was when we discovered her medical condition so oh. uh, I literally saved her life um and I just happened to be on my way over to pick up my son for my parenting time when wow. she, she had her her medical condition and ended up you know unconscious choking on her vomit.
3: oh my gosh and um how that scary was- for your son too. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was the first time Todd had a real conversation with her partner and they had been together for five years at that point. Wow. Todd had to reach out via Facebook messenger because he didn't even have his phone number and say, you need to come home. The ambulance is here. Yep.
2: Wow. <laughs> and so that, you know, that ended up being an emergency order. Um, and I was, cause I didn't know anything about the medical condition, um, and she didn't want to provide any information about her medical condition, even though through the attorneys, it was asked, you know, multiple times over the next few days. And and ultimately, our, my emergency order was was granted. And I had full custody and decision making of, of my son for six weeks mm-hmm. um, because she wouldn't because give us. She was dragging her feet on providing information that would let me know that he is safe in her care. Mm
1: hmm. <laughs> yeah, like why again it's like why would you do that that makes no sense just yeah uh,
2: wow and she will deny to this day that it was a big deal you know
1: bitch yeah. I had to call the
2: ambulance That's right <laughs> Yeah. and and what would have happened if I didn't call the ambulance? Then right. i would have been a horrible person for not doing that. Right. So. But sent an email to all of our kids'
3: teachers and principal uh, and guidance counselor that Todd and his lawyer were doing illegal activities. And yeah,
2: yeah, that <laughs> my my lawyer behaved unethically in order to to gain to get that order passed mm-hmm. and granted. So she so wanted sustained two weeks later.
1: She's one of those bio moms that's like, "Ah, I got caught doing something. Smoke distractions. Look at this instead."
2: Absolutely. If if you, it's been my experience that if you corner her on anything, she will just stop talking and uh, ignore you. Mm -hmm. And then come up with, "I'm not talking about this anymore. Mm -hmm. Please stop harassing me."
1: Yeah, when you're trying to
3: raise a child with a child, like, so. Our kid's first therapist diagnosed him with anxiety disorder. With you know
2: that attachment disorder with anxiety. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, he was um, having an outpatient procedure at the hospital, and the nurse in the questioning said, "Does he have diagnosed anxiety?" Bio mom said no. Dad said yes. And she started arguing with him. So then they had to go in the waiting room to wait during the procedure. So Todd emailed her the therapist, the therapist diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And she got it while they were in the waiting room together. And she started arguing with him. And Todd is like, I forwarded you a black and white piece of paper. It's his therapist diagnosis. And she's like, if you don't stop talking to me, I'm calling security. You're (laughs) harassing me. Oh like false security because he was like, You're giving false information, yeah, for he your child's that. care, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god, again, it's like your son could be impacted by your negligence, and this well, is straight up facts, like you said, like it's black and white, like it's not something that you're making up. This is like, How can you
3: ignore these? Fa- how can they ignore facts? She has been fishing for two years for a GI issue that he doesn't have because he's having anxiety attacks. Oh, my God. We have the
0: same bio mom.
3: (laughs) 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 So it was an endoscopy that she forced the judge to let her take him to that Todd had been fighting because he was saying he's having anxiety. He doesn't have a GI issue. Mm. And finally they had the endoscopy it came he came back diagnosed with anxiety induced ibs and his treatment plan was to see a therapist <laughs> she's still trying to like she took him to an allergist to see if he has food allergies she she's still fishing for a gi yeah diagnosis yeah.
1: it's it's so interesting to hear all of this and i this is like therapy for me i
3: feel very <laughs> validated
1: um but it's so interesting too when they are like on board with one thing and then they flip the script. Like, it's like our bio mom, you know, she's like, no, no mental health. He doesn't have ADHD. He doesn't have anxiety. And then once that got established, it was like he needs all these things and I'm going to rub essential oils all over him and that's going to fix the problem. And it's like, no, bitch, he needs actual medication. (laughs) And then it's like, no, he doesn't need medication. This is all natural stuff. And it's like that natural stuff you're giving him he's actually allergic to so it's just (laughs) like oh my god like you like she shows up in ways that make her feel like a mom when it's not in line with logic (laughs) it's not in line with what he actually needs and it's not stuff that we're saying it's stuff professionals are saying like don't hate me because you're not getting the answers that you like like and that's the thing too like i don't know like our bio mom likes to shop around. Well, I didn't like the way that he. Well, I that's really why did. he's his PCPs. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They, they, they don't know him. They don't. And it's like, no, you just didn't get the answer that you wanted.
2: We we have reached the end of their knowledge. <laughs> of why she wants to change the PCP? However, the PCP, the only reason he went to a GI specialist is because she literally demanded twice during the appointment. That he get a referral to a GI specialist,
3: and that's documented in the office notes. <laughs> oh,
2: like, oh my god! The end of his knowledge, you took him away from them uh, and haven't given them a chance to treat it. But
1: yeah, okay, yeah. It's and now
2: we now we're now she's searching for a homeopathic PCP. So
1: yeah, I love when the when
3: they're all of a sudden smarter than all the professionals. Um, I I just the so. I work in the health insurance. I was I did patient care pre-COVID. Um, once COVID hit, I kind of switched and I work for a health insurance company now. And I tried to I put our kiddo on my health plan because I already had a family plan mm-hmm. and she has high deductibles and co-pays. Mm-hmm. And she went to court, I don't know how many times, claiming that I was um that she was an expert in insurance fraud and what I was doing was fraudulent behavior. I was committing and insurance fraud, claim, having him
2: claiming that, you know, to having dual insurance is somehow fraudulent. No.
3: No. No. Right. A lot of people do that if they can. And I I can't I mean black and white proof that she sat there and said I'm an expert in insurance fraud. Oh my god. I mean, I had yeah. the director of my company send a letter <laughs> oh my god so i mean we could talk all i mean all i feel like that's a whole
1: this is like a we could just keep going and going and going um
3: they're fucking whack they're whack um and so i think um <laughs> one thing we haven't touched upon i know we're getting to the end is the difficulty it is for the other people that have to Navigate this. So specifically, I'm talking about our kids, friends, parents, and things like that. Like mm. having a high conflict situation also impacts everybody around you. And mm-hmm. navigo- navigating those relationships mm-hmm. are also really, really tricky. Like explaining kind of the
1: home dynamics to friends, So family and
2: parents of his friends at school, you know, is really where it comes into play, because if he wants to have a if a parent wants to have a play date, they don't know if he's with us that week or with Mm -hmm. his mother that week.
3: And she'll just tell them he can't have a play date.
2: Right. She won't say, oh, he's with his dad that week. Uh. She will say he's not available. Hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, the dynamic in the awkward situation, it kind of puts some of those parents in, um, yeah, is is sometimes difficult to navigate. Yeah. I think. And that,
3: you know, she doesn't see, you know, coming in when he was seven and seeing the difference, you know, between my Stepson number one and my bio daughter, and where he was socially, emotionally, there was a huge disconnect. He wasn't having those connections with friends, he mm-hmm. didn't have play dates, he didn't have a group of people he hang out, he hung out with. He felt different than everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was my big goal. That like that was the only thing I wanted to accomplish for him when I came in, was like, we're going to get you a village because mm-hmm. I can do that. I'm good at that. And she's really resentful mm-hmm. of that. And um, that is one thing that we don't back off from and we don't let her get her mm-hmm. win with. We continue to make those connections and
2: outreaches and so she had told our kiddo at one point that she thought that he was only allowed to have school friends during her parenting time (laughs) can only allowed to have play dates during her parenting time oh my
0: god
2: i sent a message at the beginning of the school year to all of his parents all of his friend's parents saying hey you know i'm his dad um you know he's with me half the time if there's everything, anything going on, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm not a real big planner, but I'm happy to bring him wherever he's, he's available. Um, and if you ever hear anything weird about me, you want to run by me have, feel free to reach out and just ask me any questions you might hear.
1: Yeah. 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 They like to get their teeth into that and like, and control the narrative. Our bio mom does that too, where we went to a science fair earlier this week and she just walked in like, oh, hi. Oh, is that whoever? Like just trying to prove that she knew, you know, and my stepson was just like kind of looking at her like, why are you acting like this? Like, you don't actually know that. Like, it's just this whole like charade that she tries to. Oh, well, I'm I'm glad that you like took that initiative. I think that that's pretty.
2: I'm, I'm glad I did too. I think it, it was a big, it made a big difference to, to all of us. It takes friends.
1: the pressure off him too, where he's not like having to explain things and, and
2: you know, it he wouldn't, he wouldn't even know that he got invited anywhere though. Right. Let's say control that he's not available and not tell him it was ever happening. Right. And he actually found out about an event that was happening, you know, during our parenting time that she had said, Oh, he's not available. Um. Mm. Uh, we tried to organize something for the same day. And that friend group was like, Oh, we're already going here. So he actually, yeah, it worked out very well, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, uh, it's, he's, he's cannon fodder. It, it's just yeah. in the middle and he, he misses out or, or he's awkward, you know, like, yeah.
3: Oh. And he's just, you know, he's scared of what will happen. If he doesn't do what she wants, yeah. he's just scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, you know, he's physically safe. Everybody, he's yeah. Physically safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But just emotionally, and yeah. and and, yeah. you know, what they say to their kids and stuff sometimes is so manipulative and puts so much pressure on their little shoulders to keep everything happy or everyone happy or you know, not yeah
2: during her entire petition she was telling him the whole time that i was trying to take him away from her ugh god yeah and it's <laughs> like and and we don't discuss it with him but we've had conversations like wh- what what does she think's going to happen in the future when he's old enough to read all of this for himself
1: oh yeah yeah you know, like, <laughs> when, like yeah how does that end up with, for her? I don't think they'll ever be held accountable. And then if she de- is held accountable, she'll do what she usually does and say, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to call security. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, wrapping up here, um, I feel like this was therapeutic for everyone. It was just kind of like those listening, if you related to this, I hope it felt that way for you, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that you guys are navigating this together. It seems like you're a really good team and that's your mindset um, in trying to conquer the other house. Um, any words of wisdom for people who are currently going through high conflict court stuff or just anything that we've chatted
2: about? My biggest thing, I or my biggest takeaway that I learned fairly Fairly early on, that was beneficial for at least me. And I try to get her to follow along. But (laughs) there's there's a thing that happens when when the other parent, you know, pulls some stunt, and you get all upset and go, oh, my God, I can't believe she did this. Mm -hmm. And I made a decision to change that mindset and go, what do you mean? What do you mean? I can't believe she did that. Of course she did that. Mm-hmm. That's what we expect her to do. Mm-hmm. and just having that mindset lessens the amount of anger that comes with it
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I think that's that's a good takeaway, I think,
3: yeah, man, talk man. a lot. talk a lot,
2: talk a lot. <laughs>
3: yeah, it, you know it's um, he doesn't always agree with. My thought process, but I know he at least understands mm-hmm. where I'm at, and and is open, right? I think that
1: that's the other thing too. You know, you run into problems there when the other person feels like they can't speak openly, um, and that creates that division. So, yeah, good job, you guys. You guys are doing great. <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> not uh, a good day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And thank you, Todd and Melissa, for joining me today.
0: Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much.
1: As always, be well and stay radical.
0: All right, ladies, the episode is over, but do you want a little more? come find me on Instagram and join the community at radical stepmoms podcast or schedule a one-on-one session and get that personalized support or become a radical member and gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes and merch radical stepmoms is so much bigger than a podcast. Check out the details and the notes on this episode.